across the country and around the world. Different programs, different points of view. This is TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest today, Gene Hainer, author of The Wisdom of Your Face. So we were talking about the coordination or how these all seem to work together. Facial reading, palm reading, feng shui, acupuncture, foot reflexology. You were saying? Well, it's just that the amazing gift I think that Chinese culture has given us, at least one of them, is that they've created a really deep and yet deceptively simple, in a way, map of how things work. And I think that I, you know, whether or not you use their systems or some other system, I often have clients who go to an Ayurvedic astrologer or some other kind, you know, uh, uh, someone who reads their handwriting, and they'll say, oh, my gosh, this is very similar to what I heard from this other person right. expressed yep. in different words. Yep. And I want to hear that because if something is true, then you should be getting confirmation of it from all sides. That's right. <laughs> That's very nice. Do you ever, um, well, well, it seems obvious that if you had these skills where you can know what to look for, as a parent, you could, you know, oh, observe your children much better. I love to use this with families and to help to teach parents to learn how to help their children flourish. Because so often, you know, it's not that our children are little carbon copies of ourselves. <laughs> and often they have different needs or different personalities. And if we can learn to read on their faces how we can best support them to be the person they're supposed to grow into, yes. it can save so much conflict and so much stress. You know, I notice along with that, uh, like you can see, this child on, on his, his face, will say, or her face, has clear markings that he or she's going to be extra stubborn, so you can begin to have the heads up of that and keep, uh, you know, practicing how to retract them into a solution for that. Well, and you know, it's interesting because certainly being stubborn can be a difficult, um, a difficult, difficult tendency, but yeah. behind stubbornness is actually very strong willpower. Yes. And so you want to direct this in a healthy way because strong willpower is a very good thing. And you don't want to break your child's spirit or make them lose right. what is a healthy stubbornness. Yes. So it's it's there's pros and cons to everything. Balance <laughs> is what we're looking for. Constructive balance is what we're looking for. Exactly. So I guess uh, like the personnel department hiring people and managers <laughs> who have people working under them, just like parents, it could be just a, a great boon for them. It's so easy. You know, I teach this in weekend workshops, and I often have professional people, and I come and teach this in corporations as well. And, and just these very simple tips can help you understand better who you're working with or who you might want to work for or even how to just make very small adjustments in teams or someone's assignments so that they do their job much better. Yeah, isn't that just slick? That's, Not bad, huh? Yeah, that's just great. <laughs> okay, do you have good things to say about baldness? And we're, we're heavily listening here. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. So there, there's a few different kinds of baldness, and they're all good. Isn't that great? So the kind of baldness where you're where you're normally balding from the front to the back, that's mm-hmm. actually a sign of high testosterone. Yeah. And I've had a I have a Chinese friend who says, Well, you'll never see a bald beggar, but you'll see many bald bankers. That's right. So so this can be a good sign. So, so does that mean you usually score high in tests too? Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't you have to tell 
me. <laughs> it's a sign extra of extra testosterone in the body, which means extra drive. Yes. And so this person will probably earn more money or be more successful sure. because of it. Yeah. Now, someone who has shaved their head or is bald all over, yes. this is a sign of someone with a good sense of humor often, someone who enjoys life, has an inner joy and exuberance, um, and is very fun to be with. Is the humor because, you know, they look so ridiculous? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All. You listeners all. out there are not targeting on you, although we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> And if you feel like you can improve your sense of humor, then maybe you should shave your head and see if it works. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I think uh, I'll take a pass. How about balding from the back? From the back. You know, that one I don't, you know, if there's a little bald patch on top, yeah. that one isn't as meaningful. One, Another one that is meaningful, though, is if someone is balding at the sides of their forehead, so the hair is still there in front, but it's kind of diagonally balding to the sides. Yeah, actually, up, up towards the sides. Yeah. Yes. It's called expansive mind. Mm -hmm. it's someone who's more open-minded, yeah. who can use their intuitive, their right brain yeah. and their left brain together. Boy, I wish I was balding that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmay Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Jean Hayes. She's written the book called The Wisdom of Your Faith. And if you'd like to find out more information, you can do so at www.wisdomofyourface.com. Wisdomofyourface.com. Now they can find out about your workshops there too, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, there's a schedule of events. And I'm actually hoping to come to Hawaii um, early in 2009. Well, we'll learn the hula for you. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> That ought to be funny. By the way, I, I read your book and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. That's and, lovely. And I notice, you know, how I do often is it's like I'm a vacuum cleaner for knowledge and I just <laughs> I just loved it for that reason. Well, you know, it's I it's important to me to give people information but also to make it practical and useful in their everyday lives. Right. And hopefully it did that. I, I waited a long time to write the book so I could be sure I had good photographs and make it easy for people to use. You know, you have really good photographs, and, you know, being a slow reader when I was in grade school, the pictures in there make me feel very good at speed reading. <laughs> very You're good. just full of it tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just can't quite help yourself. Yeah. So you, in your book, you have the three zones on the face. I found that quite interesting. What's that about? Well, it really helps you understand how you or anyone else will tend to make decisions. Um, so you can divide the face into three horizontally. Basically, your forehead is called the analytical zone, and the middle of your face between your eyebrows and the bottom of your nose is called the practical zone, and then the bottom third of your face is called the intuitive zone. And if you look in the mirror and you notice, for instance, that your face is especially long in the, in the bottom third, that means you have stronger intuitive abilities than most other people. Yep. And you should use and trust your instincts when you're making a decision. Right. Nice, huh? Uh, when a person has a nose, I've seen this a few times, I guess it's a, char a caricature of a witch. The nose comes way down, you know, way down, points way down towards the lip. What does that mean? Yeah, well, that's actually a very good sign. Um, the filmmaker Michael Moore has this kind of nose tip where it curves down and it covers up that groove kind of above your upper lip. Mm -hmm. This is actually a sign of someone who can attract and hold on to money. 
So, ah. so ladies, if you're looking for a husband, you, see, yeah. you want to find someone with a nose like that. You know, the word miser comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, you know, that, if, that, if you see that in conjunction with someone who has very uh, kind of caved-in, sunken cheeks, yes. then that might be so. Oh, I see. Isn't that something? What is swollen cheeks? Is that like money bags there kind of thing? <laughs> well, Energy bags? Is, that's right. As you know, there's a feature on the face called money bags. <laughs> oh, where is it? Well, it's those little plump bits that some people have on either side of their mouth. Okay? Little little plump bags there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Chinese consider anything that shows to be money on the face is very lucky. It, it can mean money, but actually what it means is reserves of energy. Yeah. Right? Do the spiritual Chinese see that the same way? <laughs> well, and you know, that's a very good point because a lot of this, uh, a lot of this information has been turned into folklore. It's been kind of turned into a superstition over yep. thousands of years, but the wisdom behind it is actually quite deep and meaningful. Yes. So on the surface, it looks like it's about money and good luck and bad luck, and it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. You know, we had an author on a while back, and looking at her picture, her eyes slanted down towards the sides really strong, and, and I wondered what that meant, sadness yeah, or something? So eye slant does mean something. Someone whose eyes slant down is actually someone who will ha- tend to be more kind toward other people. Um, um, they will be more tolerant of other people. They may also be a little bit more pessimistic in their lives than other people. Yeah. They might have more uh, uh, compassion, sympathy, yeah. that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Someone whose eyes slant up a little bit is someone who's a little bit more optimistic. Right. They can also be opportunistic. They will try to take advantage of opportunities and, and benefit from them. The inner part of the eyes that go towards the nose where the the hole for the eyes end, you know, what's that called? It's called the inner canthus of okay. the eye. And what does that mean, different shapes? What would that mean? Yeah, well, you know, the eyes talk to us about how we communicate with other people, how open we are and how welcome, how much we welcome other people communicating with us. Yes. And the inner corners of the eyes show us how we communicate. If they're rounded, then we communicate with kindness, right? We will, if, for instance, teachers with, if they're rounded corners of the eye, if their eyes have rounded inner corners, they will be more kind, will praise their students, won't criticize their students, won't be sharp with them. Yes. But if the inner corners are very, very pointed, yeah. it's someone who can be sharp with words. Now, they'll Critical. also be precise and careful with words. Yes. <laughs> but they might not be as kind. Yes. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up. One show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Gene Hayner, who's written the book, The Wisdom of Your Face, Change Your Life with Chinese Face Reading. So that inner part of the eye, when it curves way down, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's someone you probably don't want to make angry. <laughs> because they'll be quite vicious with words. They will try to hurt you with words. And it's with words or with their attitude, too? Is it the whole thing together, you think? Usually it means in how they communicate, and so most people communicate with words or through speaking. So that's the first place that you would go. Yeah. So um, what does a scar mean? You know, like a, a person gets an accident, they get a scar. Right. Is the, what would all that scar mean? Yeah, so in Chinese face reading, there's a specific meaning to a scar, and I guess the easiest way to explain that is to use a story or an analogy. I mean, let's say that you're nine years old, and at that time in your life, your your parents are getting a divorce, for instance. 
and you're riding your bicycle one day and you fall off and you get a scar on your cheek, okay? Yes. The scar represents the issue in your life at the time your parents were getting a divorce, whether that was you feeling issues of abandonment or concerns about safety or loss of father or something like that. Yes. Well, then you look at the facial map and you see that maybe the scar on your cheek is at age 36 on the map. What that tells you is that at age 36, you'll have an opportunity to complete those issues, to process them, to work on them at a deeper level and release them. You might get a divorce, or your father might die, or something else will help you deal with any issues of abandonment you were going through, for instance. So the scar on a future age will tell you another round's coming to work yeah. on that. It's kind of like a pull date for an issue. <laughs> well, that's, that's really good. You know, this is a really good um, art. Yeah. It's so, incredibly helpful for people to feel more compassion toward themselves and also toward other people. That's the goal of my work. Yeah. Well, how about halitosis? <laughs> <laughs> that one I can't help you with. That's down inside. Okay, warts. <laughs> how about warts? Any marking on the face is significant, but oh. it depends where it is. It is Would a wart always be a negative significance or maybe positive? What it probably marks is either an issue that you have emotionally, and it depends where on the face to know what issue that might be, or else it does mark a significant event or a defining moment or a particular challenge or lesson in your life. Mm -hmm. So what markings would you see that would give you the idea that somebody's over-aggressive, over-dominating, over-controlling? Ah, <laughs> well, how long do we have? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> one of the things that you might want to look for is a very prominent brow bone. And the brow bone is that bone that runs under your eyebrows. Yeah. Someone whose brow bone really sticks out. And by that, I mean when you look at their face, one of the first things you think is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> reminds you of a caveman kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of. Yep. This is someone who has a great need to dominate others but they actually have huge issues with authority. They actually perceive the rest of the world trying to dominate them. Yes. So they may have a big chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Or you may say very, something very mild and inconsequential, but they take it the wrong way. Great. Um, noses. There's all kinds of noses. A lot of times we associate noses, Charmaine and I, with a person that's pushy or not or whatever, but there's all kinds of shapes like thin, thick, straight, curved, pushed in, wide nostrils, bulbous, long, <laughs> short, fleshy. Give us an idea. Yeah, and they all mean something. So, for instance, your nostrils tell you how you spend money. <laughs> okay. So if you look at someone straight on and you can see directly into their nostrils, what it means is they spend money more freely than someone else. Yeah. If someone has very large nostrils, they will spend money more freely. Now, what again, what this really means is spending energy. So this can be a very good thing. This could be a wonderful friend who will help you move or help you with some hard work, but they always have energy to spare. Okay? Yes. So, you know, okay, a person's nostrils is pinched. Would that be they're just way too conservative, perhaps? It can mean that they are not willing. They're, they're very careful about how they invest their money or their energy. So they will be less likely to give it away. Yeah. So oh. you would not ask for a loan from a friend if they had little teeny tiny nostrils. <laughs> right. They'd throw you off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a, a curved nose, like a, a hawk, a curved nose. Yeah, of. well, it depends exactly what it's like, but often this is a sign of someone who's quite shrewd, all right? Okay. And so that can be a good thing, 
but also that could be someone who, especially, you know, the thing is with face reading that you can't just look at one feature on the face and know exactly who someone is. So sometimes a curved nose like that would kind of give me pause and make me think, gosh, you know, I need to watch it with this person. They may not care what happens to me in this situation. And other times there's features on the face that say, oh, this person is very shrewd. He will help me figure this out, and he really does want me to have a good experience. Yeah, you need sh- to be careful about conclusions. Yeah, shrewd might simply mean a person uh, gets really into the detail of getting the thing just right, right, perhaps. Right, exactly. Very good point. Okay. Uh, how about a real straight nose? Yeah, well, again, you know, it depends on the size also depends uh, is, a, is something to take into consideration. So yep. something with a very, someone with a very large nose actually will probably have a strong need for accomplishment and achievement in their life. They want to do work that they feel very proud of. Okay. They may also have a great kind of a tendency toward being perfectionistic or care very greatly about the details of things. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today, Gene Hayner. The wisdom of your face. Change your life with Chinese face reading. More when we come back. Thank you so much for being with us. Hang on. Mm-hmm. 